Thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch. And today we are continuing our um, view of New Testament Christianity through an Old Testament lens. And we are transitioning from the idea of shadows of the Old Testament to simply Jesus himself. And now whenever we mention Jesus in the Old Testament, we're not talking about him being foreshadowed from the Old Testament. We're, we're talking about Jesus himself in the Old Testament. We're not simply talking about prophecies only of the Old Testament, but rather we are talking about Jesus himself in the Old Testament as he, uh, has, as he revealed himself. Now, from the offset, the entirety of this study is based on uh, John 1, verse 18, as well as another passage where Jesus is speaking in John. John says, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, that is Jesus, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. And so... Whenever we read about certain occasions in the Old Testament, such as Abraham speaking with God, we also have uh, Adam and Eve. They are speaking with God. Isaiah chapter 6, one of the, the places in Scripture which we're going to look at, Isaiah saw God in the throne room, God in his, in his dwelling place. Isaiah saw Him and proclaimed His glory. So how could Isaiah, as well as Moses, as well as Abraham, as well as Jacob, as well as Adam and Eve, as well as many other individuals and people of the Old Testament, how could they have seen God speak with him, commune with him, face to face, so to speak? Jacob says that he had seen God face to face. How could they have done so? And yet John says, and Jesus himself says, that no man has seen God at any time. Well, it's because they're not seeing the Father, but rather they're seeing the second person of the Godhead, the second person of divinity, of the divine being, of our Creator. They are seeing the one which we know as Jesus now, so going forward, all that we want to do is to set forth that idea that the entire Bible, not just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but all of the New Testament as well as all of the Old Testament is talking about Jesus. It's all about Him. Yes, it involves or it is centered around His love for mankind and in redeeming us and God's plan of redemption all the way back from the beginning but it's all about Jesus 
Jesus is at the very center of it. In fact, we're going to notice that every single book of the Bible has something to do with Jesus. You could say that it has everything to do with Jesus, but we're going to notice that at least one verse or, or certain places, we're not going to look at each of these verses, but that these books are essentially about Jesus himself, and that's the reason why they're in there. So, Jesus existed before, uh, before creation, of course, but Jesus also existed before his incarnation. John chapter 1 and verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. The life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So, in the beginning was the Word. Now, could this be the beginning of creation? Perhaps. But then it goes on to say, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If the Word was with God, it means that the Word had to be there before the beginning, before the creation of the world. It also says, John also says, the Word was God, implying that it is just as eternal as the Father. Well, who is that word? Well, John goes on to say in verse 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So this word, which became flesh, is the one which we know as Jesus. Now, one question to, to ask is, well, we never read him or read about him as Jesus in the Old Testament. Is it okay for us to, to call him Jesus and to call certain of these encounters with him Jesus? I think that that's certainly okay because that is how we know him. He revealed himself to us as Jesus. So we could safely say that that is who God wants us to know him as. That's who Jesus wants us to know him as. And yes, while he is uh, all throughout these places in the Old Testament and throughout the history of man, he is still Jesus. While yes, he may not have been Jesus at that time, certainly as we know that God knows all things, then he knew that he would come into this world as Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh. And therefore it's safe to, for us to call him Jesus. And for the sake of bypassing any confusion there that there may be, yes, it is the second person of the Godhead. It is God, but we're also talking about Jesus, one and the same. It's all about him. I want us to look and notice a few verses, the first one being in John chapter 5. John 5 and verse 39, Jesus uh, speaking to uh, a few of his accusers. In verse 39, he says, 
search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So Jesus says that the scriptures are speaking about him. You don't believe that he is the Christ. You don't believe that he is the Messiah. Go read your Bible. Go read the scriptures that you have possession of. Search them out. They will tell you that Jesus is the Messiah. That's what he's saying to his accusers. But also, after Jesus' resurrection, uh, we have this recorded in Luke chapter 24 and verse 44. Jesus said, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Now there's only one thing, one part of the Old Testament that Jesus left out there, and that is the history being from uh, Judges all the way to Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. Yes, it is a lengthy section, but Jesus covered the entirety of the Old Testament except for that. The first five books of Moses, they were about him. The prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, etc., all the way to Malachi, they were about him. Now, yes, there were other prophecies and other primary prophecies of those books, but Jesus was opening up to them these scriptures and showing the places that spoke of him, as well as the Psalms. All of these scriptures that needed to be fulfilled, which were about him, he was taking them through them, and he was uh, admonishing them, exhorting them, and teaching them of his doctrine. And the last verse I want us to look at is uh, verse 27 of chapter, uh, Luke 24. And Jesus, beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, I want to mention something to you uh, before we, we close out. This is not original with myself, though I find it uh, extremely intriguing. Somebody has detailed uh, each, uh, given, given Jesus the title from each book of the Old Testament. And as we go through, we can look and see, okay, this is talking about Jesus. And there are also many others, uh, many other titles that we could give him according to each of these books. But just to, to begin with, he's the seed of woman in Genesis. He's the Passover lamb of Exodus. He is the high priest of Leviticus. He is the cloud and the fire, uh, the one dwelling therein of numbers. Uh, he is the prophet like Moses in Deuteronomy. He is the captain of our salvation in Joshua. He is the judge of judges. In Ruth, he's the kinsman redeemer. Yes, he's typified of Boaz. The prophet and the Lord, he is the king of First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. He is the faithful scribe of Ezra. He is the restorer in Nehemiah. He's typified of Mordecai in Esther. He is the perfect man of Job. He's the shepherd. 
also the Savior and also the Sovereign of the Psalms. He is the wisdom of God in Proverbs. He's the preacher of Ecclesiastes. He is the bridegroom of the Song of Solomon. He's the suffering servant of Isaiah. He's the weeping prophet of Jeremiah and Lamentations. And he is the son of man in Ezekiel and Daniel. He is the prophet of the prophets. He permeates throughout every book of the Old Testament. In fact, it would be in one's best interest to go and study the Old Testament in a new light, to study it and looking at Jesus. Some of the, we we mentioned a few weeks ago, whenever we were looking at, at foreshadowing, uh, we were talking about shadows and how that it magnifies the wisdom of God in that we read about these occasions and they they're they're essentially foreshadowing. God is foreshadowing certain things of the New Testament. Well, good foreshadowing is a sign of a good story, a good book. And some of the best stories also have these other details that are involved, such as a certain character. And then by the time, whenever you see that that big twist there at the end. And certainly I think that Jesus dying on the cross, while yes, of course, God had it in mind from the very beginning, it was a major twist for mankind. Nobody saw it coming. This is one of the reasons why Peter said of the prophets that, that, they, that they searched diligently. They inquired of the Lord what things they were writing about. They didn't fully understand it. It was certainly a twist for mankind that Jesus died for us. But now that we know that this is him, then we can go back and look throughout the Old Testament and we can read it again in a new light. and We can have better understanding of each of these times where God himself visits man in the flesh, so to speak. And it was always Jesus. Today's a, a short episode. We're going to be going forward uh, over the next four weeks, or if you're just tuning in at a random time, you can go check out uh, the next um, episodes of this series. We're going to be looking at Jesus throughout the Old Testament. We're going to begin with Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, the very first prophecy of Christ. Yes, it is a prophecy. It's not a an occasion where Jesus was... Uh, visiting man in the flesh, so to speak, but it was a prophecy of himself. We're also going to notice the suffering servant of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 53. As mentioned in the opening of, of this discussion, we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 6 when Jesus was there in the throne room. He's there on the throne and the, the seraphim are surrounding him and they're shouting, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. We're going to look at that. We're going to look at the beauty of God there, the beauty of Jesus. We hope that you have appreciated uh, this episode. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. We thank you for staying tuned in. And please go check out some of our sistering podcasts, as we always admonish you to do. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there are a lot of good um, uh, studies 
There's much good material out there uh, by our fellow brothers in Christ on their uh, sistering podcast. Uh, go check them out. Um, and be sure to, to like and share if you've tuned in uh, through Facebook. If you found us through Facebook, uh, share it to a friend. And if you think that this would be an encouraging study or an interesting study for somebody, uh, share it with them. Uh, let them know about it. We do appreciate you, and we love you. And have a good day.